Those of you watching by live stream, live stream thank you for joining us. You're a part of what's happening here. Uh, set aside all that would distract and uh, give your full attention to what God's saying to you, just like all of us. Amen. I mean, the Bible doesn't change because you're at home. The Bible says that we're to attend without distraction. My son, attend to my words. So lay aside all those things that would distract you. And so we just wanted to thank you for joining us out there in, in uh, Internet world. Praise the Lord. Give us a like. Put some, put some love down there at the bottom. Let us know you're watching. We get, we get reports of people watching in other countries. And uh, we love hearing about that. Share your comments. Subscribe to YouTube. And, and just to be a part of everything that's happened here. Amen. I want to go ahead. If you brought your Bible this morning. and um, Well, let me just start by saying this. I'll get to some verses here in a minute. I think I know where we're gonna, which verse we're going to go to first. But let's just circle the airport a little bit. Um, has, has anybody noticed in their life, uh, especially if you're listening, <laughs> um, God's always dealing with you about something. You know, if, 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 if uh, you know, you're given, your mind is being distracted with cares or something, he'll start dealing with you about that. Or if, if you're uh, yielding to the flesh, he'll deal with you about that. Hallelujah. How many of you know he's not dealing with us about things because he's, he's trying to be, you know, mean and just always on us and pushing us down? He's endeavoring to bring us up. He knows what he has planned for us. He knows where he wants, us, he, he wants to take us. And he knows what it requires to stand there. And he knows what, the, what doors need to be closed to the enemy to be able to keep us there. And so he'll deal with us ahead of time about things that, you know, at the time might seem like, man, why is he talking to me so much about this? Anybody else been through that? I've been through that. In fact, I'm in a big session right now. <laughs> I go to prayer and I say, it comes up again. I'm like, all right, here we go, Lord. I'm ready. Say it again. Praise the Lord. I'm writing it down. I'm not going to lose it. And, uh, and I'm walking... Uh, as I walk with him, he's always dealing with me about something. Now, if you say, well, he's not dealing with me about anything, he hardly deals with me about that. Let me just rephrase that for you. You're not listening. Just, just say, I'm not listening. He's not dealing with me because I'm not listening. Because he is dealing with us about something. And uh, so, because he's always, the Bible said, he that began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. So he didn't complete everything that he's working in you at salvation. You ever thought about that? He's talking to believers and he said he just got started at salvation. He just began working in you at salvation. Oh, that, 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 I'm a work in progress. You're a work in progress. I mean, I'd hate to think that all of us are going to stay exactly where we are spiritually right now. Right now, the, the level of our renewed mind, we're going to stay there. Just, just, just stay there for the rest of our lives. The level of how much we know God, how skillful we are at walking with Him, exercising authority over wrong thoughts and crucifying the flesh and, you know, all these things. Uh, I, I'd hate to think that we're, we're stuck right where we are, that He's done. That He said, oh, oh, well, you're done. I'm going over to somebody else. Dear Jesus, have mercy on me and don't be done with me. <laughs> My wife prays that too. Have mercy on him. Don't be done. No, I'm saying, I'm just, there are other people around you that are praying for you. 
Amen. I'm praying for me. I'm believing God. I'm believing God for you. I'm believing God with you. Because he's not done with you. Done with you. He's not done with me. And so he's working in us. He's working on our behalf, uh, preparing us. Brother Hagin used to say, he prayed this way, uh, Lord, prepare me for what you have prepared for me. God is the kind of God that prepares ahead of time. So much so that he actually prepared everything you'll ever need for the rest of your life. Um, he's a preparer, and he, he'll deal with you about things to prepare you for things. The Bible said God warned Noah about what was coming, and Noah by faith prepared an ark. He got ready. And so there are things that he's dealing with me about, things he's dealing with you about, that at the moment don't seem to, you know, my need is right over here, Lord, and you're dealing with me over here, Lord. Why don't you get with what's really where my need really is? And it can seem like we know where our need is when apparently we don't. Because he's barely talking to us about this. He's talking to us about this over here. Am I the only one? Yeah, Lord, I need this. I need, I need healing. I need this. And he's talking to me about something else totally. It seems, no, no, I say totally different. It seems in our mind to be totally different and unconnected with what he keeps saying. We get quiet, and my, like my wife says, boop, there it comes again. Same thing. Well, dear Lord, why are you talking to me about the way I treat her? I mean, haven't you watched her lately? I mean, you know. <laughs> But no, he's, he's working on us. And actually, he's working on what we really don't even think he's working on. So uh, we need to learn to trust him. There are things in all of our lives that without the power of God, they will overcome us. Little bad habits of the flesh tendency to fall into condemnation tendency to draw back because of fear uh, the tendency to worry rather than trust somebody, somebody here have you gone home they'll overcome us um, and we'd fall into a heap of failure without his help and uh, I'm getting somewhere, so don't, don't, don't tune me out thinking, when's he going to start preaching? We, I'm preaching right now. We started five minutes ago. Anybody know? I'm not going to ask you to tell, you, tell me what yours are, but anybody know what yours are? Those things he's dealing with you about right now? It might just be rolling out of bed to get to church. You might have congratulated yourself this morning because you got to church. And you're feeling pretty good about yourself. <laughs> because he's been dealing with you about it. It might be that simple. And it seems like, well, I don't know why he deals with me about that, you know. Well, there's a lot connected to his dealings. There's a lot oftentimes connected to them that we don't see. To us, things are disconnected. 
you know, over here's prosperity, over here's healing, over here's my soundness of mind, over here's my marriage, or back here's my kids. Every, every, you know, these are all different areas of our lives, and we think they're all totally disconnected. But there's, there's things that he will deal with us about in certain areas that are connected to all those things. Uh, yeah. And having what, what, what he's dealing with us about, having those things in place or in order, yeah. so to speak, yeah. in, in divine order, yeah. will affect every area of our lives. Yeah. Are you listening to me this morning? So whenever he's dealing with us about this thing right here, right now, uh, this tendency to... You know, when we're correct, let's just, let's just pick another one. And as we go, we'll just pick a few and keep telling you what we're talking about so that nobody can go, I don't know what he, he, he preached a long time, I don't have any idea what he's talking about. No, we'll just share, every, every now and then we'll share one. Like here's one, when we're corrected, we tend to, you know, back out of the plan of God. Or we tend to get, we, we tend to get emotional or get into the realm of the emotions about it. These are all what the Bible calls infirmities. We're going to talk a little bit about infirmities this morning. Now, we're not going to talk so much about them that we all get, uh, all get sad. You know what I'm talking about? And go order a beer and cry in it or something, you know? No. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm trying to keep some of you awake. But, but we're going we're gonna to just, we're just going to look a little bit at what the Bible says about us in ourselves. And, and, you know, because we're so used to saying, you know, in Christ, we're this, in Christ. But, but there's some confessions in the New Testament uh, that Jesus made that it's not wrong for you to make. He said this, for example, I can of my own self do nothing. Aren't you glad we're not uh, in our own self? But the, still, the truth is, if we were just going to rely on our own efforts or our own willpower or grit to stop looking at pornography online or whatever I'm just I told you from now every now and then I'm going to mention one if we were going to depend on our willpower or our grit or our you know spizzerinctum or our guts you know people use different terms then, then we might as well quit right now why do we think that after we got saved we can now do by our willpower what before we got saved we couldn't do by our willpower. We didn't get saved to just keep on trying to do things by ourselves. We got saved to tap into His ability. Into His power. Hallelujah. Like the Bible says, not by might, not by power. Talking about human might and power. But by my spirit, says the Lord. Romans chapter, if you want to turn to this, you can. Romans 8, 13. The Bible says, if you through the Spirit mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Yes. Notice we don't mortify the deeds of the body by willpower or by the efforts of our flesh. We do it by the Spirit. We do it by the Spirit. And so there are things that without His power, without His help, they will overcome us sure enough. All of us. We clean up good in church, but this is true about all of us. Depending on our own abilities, we will fall and crash into a heap of failure. Time and time again. You can bet your bottom dollar on it. We will fall we, in ourselves. And we're not going to leave us in ourselves this morning. 
but sometimes you got to help people realize that where their need is before you can get them to really tap into their help. Yes, yes. I think that's why uh, sometimes some of the salvations that people have, they lead people to the Lord, but it doesn't really, there's no change. There's nothing that really changed. It's because they weren't brought to the reality of themselves, who they are and where they're going. Amen. Well, that's a whole nother subject. But um, so we can't, uh, there's a lot of things we'll fall into. How about just getting frustrated? You know, we start, start out to do something and we just, nothing's working right. We just quit. How about anger? How about lust? You know, you read some of these. I'm going to read some of them. You read some of them, and you can think of some people in the Old Testament. You might be thinking of you too, but anyway. But, but you, can, you can think of some people in the Old Testament that God used that, that had issues. David had a lust problem. You know, God tends to use people that are not all that in a bag of chips. Yes, he does said yes he does they had infirmities of the flesh they had weaknesses in their flesh that's what the word infirmity means it means weakness um, you can look at a couple of verses we're, we're not gonna don't get sad before we before we leave we're gonna help you out here but look at a couple of verses take for example over in Romans I don't know if you want to look at them or write them down praise the Lord don't don't unhook from me because you don't know where I'm going just just stay with me here Romans 6, 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members' service to uncleanness and iniquity, even so yield your members' service to righteousness and holiness. Okay, what's he mean, infirmity of the flesh? He's talking about their inability to understand spiritual things because of living in the flesh. If you read it very carefully, I speak after the manner of men. In other words, I'm going to say this in human terms so you understand it because the fleshly style of living you're in, he's saying, I'm not saying this about everybody here. I'm just saying this is what he's talking to them about. Your fleshly style of living keeps you from understanding spiritual things. You know, people think, well, there's no harm done. I'm just yielding to this a little bit on the side. One of the biggest harms is it's hindering your ability to know God to know what he's saying to you anyway so that's notice that I just want you to see the term the infirmity of your flesh think about Matthew well let's go to another one before we go to that one 2 Corinthians 12 9 through 10 2 Corinthians you might want to turn to this one 2 Corinthians 12 9 through 10 you're a little quiet today I guess I guess you're listening that's a good thing I guess huh 2 Corinthians what did I say 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. Look at what Paul said here. He said, you know, Paul, Paul had some things coming against him that just, he, he didn't have any ability to stop it. And he said, my, he said, he besought the Lord that the Lord would do something about it. And the Lord said, look at verse 9, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect, now notice this word, in weakness. Weakness. 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my what? So he's using the term weakness and infirmity in different, I mean, in, in the same context to mean the same thing. Different words, but the same thing. Uh, he said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities or weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Woo. Now notice that term, glory in my infirmities. That doesn't mean boast about how big mine are compared to yours. If you look it up very closely and, and read Paul's whole counsel on the, the way he would say this in other places, I don't have time to get into it, um, but just think about Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ, notice the term, which strengtheneth me. Strength. His strength. His ability. Where I'm weak, I tap into His ability. Not through my strength. Bible said, and Paul said in Ephesians 6.10, Be strong, be strong in your willpower. No, be strong in the Lord. Oh, I can see where we're going. You, you, if you could see where we're going, you wouldn't be able to sit in your seat. We're not strong in ourselves. We've got infirmities in the flesh. Let me just say this, though. If you do the right things, with, and you, you properly... You, you, Oh, Lord. How to, thank you, Jesus. If you do, let's just say it that way. If you do the right things in your infirmities, they will actually become a strong area of your life. Amen. Because that's what Paul said. When I'm weak, that's where I'm strong. Because I tapped into his strength. It's a little like they say whenever a bone is broken. Let's say somebody broke their leg. And once it heals up, they said where it heals, it's stronger there than it is in other areas of the bone. That's the way you can be. Where, where it used to be the area that every time Satan brought that temptation to you, you, you fell on. on. You, you, you fell for it. Yep. It can be an area that you are strong, so strong, that not only are you completely victorious in that area, but you're able to help other people who are bound in that area. Amen. That's called making the devil eat it. Yeah. Yeah, Brother Hagen thought, the devil thought he was going to take out Brother Hagen with sickness. He got a hold of the word and got so strong in the healing message that he had to go tell everybody all around the planet and, and help everybody else get healed. Don't you know the devil wishes he would have never made Brother Hagen sick? How about you? You need to make the devil eat it in the area that he keeps tempting you, trying to trip you up, trying to use your flesh to take you down. So I glory in my infirmities. In other words, I boast. Actually, the word glory means to vaunt. I, I boast and I vaunt. Somebody said, in my infirmities. He didn't say, uh, talking about how big they are. He said, Here's what it sounds like. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That's what that sounds like. All right. Then he said uh, uh, the, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So talk a lot in the area where you know there are weaknesses in your flesh. Talk a lot. Notice what he said, I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He didn't say I talk about my infirmities. He said I keep talking about the power of God. I keep talking about greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I keep my attention on that. I, and I tap into his ability where I don't have any ability. Amen. 
When I say I, I'm talking about the flesh. Yes, yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Then notice what he said in verse 10. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmity. I take pleasure in it that in, in, and in reproaches, in necessities. Actually, the word necessities, I wish I had time to say it or explain it all, but it doesn't actually mean financial lack. It means actually, and this, is, this word is used in many, many, many places, translated in different ways, and it always means pressure. In other words, pressure to try to make it necessary for me to go that way is what he's trying to say. I take pleasure in these reproaches, in pressure, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. Hallelujah. I have been up against some impossible thing. I keep saying, Lord, you told me to. How? How? I remember one time back years ago, Debbie and I, we were married and we were um, young and, you know, not married real long. And uh, I don't know, a couple years or whatever it was, two years maybe. And uh, we were at Winter Bible Seminar. I think it was Winter Bible Seminar one year and the Spirit of God was moving real strong. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, it's time to quit your job. And uh, I, I was laying over a chair, pounding the floor with a good brother in Christ doing the same. You know what I'm talking about is a Holy Ghost meeting, just full of the Holy Ghost. And he said, quit my job. And I just started laughing. I thought, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> And so I started, I got out of the spirit. I started thinking in my mind. Okay, how am I going to do that? Well, and I concocted this idea. All right, so I'll quit mine, and Debbie can keep working. And uh, it's not just quitting my job so I can sit on the couch. How many of you know he's talking to me about taking some steps, traveling ministry, so forth and so on. He, it was time to get into what he had planned for us. And uh, so I, I had this plan concocted, uh, you know, she will keep working, keep some income coming, and so forth and so on. And uh, so I said, well, I'll, I'll get up the boldness to tell her what the Lord said to me and tell her my plan. So I said, the Lord, the Lord, as after the service, I said, the Lord spoke to me in, in that time where the Spirit of God was moving. I said, uh, and she said, oh, yeah, what did he say? I said, he said to me, it's time to quit my job. He, she said, really? He told me the same thing. <laughs> Uh, no, he didn't. You know, he didn't. Uh, no, 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 no. And I stood at the edge. It seemed like we were standing. For her, I, I can't speak for her. But for me, it seemed like I'm standing at the, end, at the top of the Empire State Building. And he's saying, take the step. And I'm going, uh, uh, uh. Let's try the other foot. Uh. I'm saying, how? Lord, how do I do it? How? <laughs> You've never been there, right? You ain't half lived if you've never been there. And, 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 and I said, how? I kept saying, how? He said, just do it. That's a big revelation. Nike didn't get that revelation. 
They didn't originate, is what I mean. This God, God is the one that said. And so, see, I'm trying to figure out in my mind how we're going to financially stay afloat. You know why faith is hard for some folks? Because they're doing that. They're figuring everything out in their minds. So we did it. Here goes. Took the first step, went off on a trip, and, uh, and quit our jobs, went off on a trip. And uh, if I'd have known, <laughs> if I'd have known how good it was going to be, I wouldn't have stood there and gone, how? Because the grace kicked in. Grace kicked in. Something kicked in that I had not been walking in before. Amen. You know, the ability to walk on water does not come on you back in the boat. No, no, no. It comes on you just as soon as you take that step. I think I could preach that until the cows come home. And some people would sit there and they'd say, I'm just waiting on the Lord, Pastor. I'm just waiting on the Lord. No, you're not. He's waiting on you. feel like sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm taking the paddle and hitting people's bottoms. They bat their eyes and say amen, go out and do nothing and come back to the next service. I just need more faith, Pastor. No, you don't. You need to do something with what you got. I, I better get behind the pulpit. I'll be nice. All right. So no, he said when, when, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. And I take pleasure in when I can't. Let's put it this way. I take pleasure when I can't do something. I take pleasure whenever all sorts of pressure's on me and, and things are opposing me. For when I'm weak, I'm strong. Praise be to God. All right, so that's talking about some of the things we're talking about. Let's look at uh, Romans 8, verse number 26, I believe it is. Romans 8, verse number 26. We're getting somewhere. I just had this come up in my spirit. Romans 8, 26, likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. Stop right there. Yeah. Underline infirmities. Is that singular or plural? <laughs> there are more than one issue that God will deal with you about that you need to be developed in. <clears throat> now, these things, let me just clarify something because people might be not understanding. These things are not infirmities in our nature. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they are not things that uh, are of the new man, the new creation. They are the lack of outworking of that new nature. And they keep tripping us up. You know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> Brother Copeland said the Lord wouldn't let him for years, wouldn't let him do a music album. Uh, because he was, before he came into the kingdom of God, he was on his way. Actually, he had a hit record. He was on his way to stardom in music in the, in the, in the you know, carnal world. He already had his first hit record. And to him, music was all about the show. You know, just performance. Performance. Are you with me? We're talking about infirmities in different areas. 
And so he wanted to sing Christian music and, and put out albums when he got saved, and the Lord wouldn't let him for years because the Lord had to get all that out of him. It's not about showmanship. It's not about performance. It's about worshiping God. And the Lord didn't want that influence coming through him to his people. And so that was something he had to put his foot to. That's what we're talking about this morning, things that you have to put your foot to. Now, you're smiling. You know what they are in your life, right? Praise the Lord. Can you do it? Can you do it? If God's dealing with you about it, there's actually grace there to do that. Let's not act like He's not in us and that we can't, and let's not, you know, cry and complain. There are... There are things that when I get over into the Spirit and realize what He's dealing with me to do and where He wants to take us, there are things that... that here's a temptation I have. I, I, I don't know if I have the ability to do that. That's the temptation of my mind. But I have to rely on His ability because that is true in myself. Of myself, I cannot do that. The more I walk with God, the more responsibility He gives me, the more assignments He gives me, the more endowments He gives me, the more equipment He gives me, and the more He gives me, the more responsibility and so forth. The, the, in myself, I don't know how I can do that. So I have to depend on Him. I'm so thankful. I, I had issues... When I was growing up, not, my family didn't support me. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, going into the ministry, going to the Bible school I went to, and so forth and so on, they basically said, you're on your own. Bye-bye. You know what I'm talking about? And I had no support as far as family. And then on that first trip across the Rockies, well, across the, not the Rockies, excuse me, across the Appalachian Mountains to get over into Ohio on my trip out to go to Bible school, I cried. I was a young Christian. If I'd have known what was ahead, I wouldn't have cried. <clears throat> but I cried. I was all alone. I didn't have any support. I'm so thankful out of necessity, I was forced to look to Him. Some people have all sorts of support around them and people that are encouraging them and everything, and they still can't make it. I'm thankful I was out of necessity, kicked out of the nest, with no financial support, very few phone calls. I was going to a place I had never been that far west before. <clears throat> Come on, somebody. You know, you feel like, you don't go by feelings, but I'm just trying to help some of you that are in some of these places. You feel like an orphan. And I read that verse where he said there, I'll not leave you another translation. I'll not leave you orphans. I said, oh, I'm not an orphan. Oh, I'm not an orphan. And now, who's he talking? Oh, he's talking about the Holy Ghost in me. Oh, he's my helper. He's my counselor. He's my God. He's my daddy when my daddy ain't there. He's my mama when my mama ain't there. Hallelujah. Some, some widows in our congregation, well, my husband's died. My husband died. Well, he's your husband when your husband's not there. Hallelujah. He's your strength. He's your counsel. He's your wisdom. He's your advocate. He's your standby. But you have to learn to look to Him. You know, the, the greatest help 
you'll ever, the greatest source of help you'll ever find in life is 18 inches below your nose. He's living right on the inside of you. Amen. But just because he's there doesn't mean you're paying attention to him. You can have somebody who has a lot of wisdom and that could speak, into, speak a lot of wisdom into your life uh, come knock at your front door and, and say, hello, I come to see you. I want to just fellowship with you. And you could invite them in and see them and uh, be glad they're there and then go ignore them by going in, washing the dishes and mowing the yard. And, and they're sitting there just enjoying your house. It doesn't, them being there doesn't benefit you unless you sit down and commune with them. Fellowship with God is really what we're talking about this morning. Tapping into the help that's already available through fellowshipping with God. Hallelujah. And this is really, in one sense of the word, it's a continuation of what we were sharing Wednesday night about a lifestyle of prayer. Just a lifestyle of looking to Him, getting answers, finding solutions, being empowered, being equipped, being strengthened in the areas of weakness. When you want to give up, going and, 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 and letting Him encourage you and strengthen you. Well, there's just no one to encourage me. There is somebody to encourage you. He's just living 18 inches below your nose. I'm, I, I'm all for encouraging each other as believers. The Bible teaches that. We are to be busy about it. But listen to me. If you depend on that, we receive it all, don't we? If somebody's there to encourage us, we receive it all. And we're glad for it. But if, if there's not somebody there, or listen to me, sometimes the Lord won't really prompt people to really come and pat your hand and kiss it and, you know. Come on, we can, we can, you can do this. The Lord really won't prompt them. And sometimes it's not because He doesn't love you. It's because He's trying to get you to look to Him to get it directly from Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So learn to look to Him just like if a very wise person came to visit you. How many of you know if, if, if Pastor Nancy came to my house and she wanted to fellowship, I'm not going to be mowing the yard or something. Everything else will be, happen later. I need what she's got on the inside of her more than I need my grass looking good right now. Well, the Holy Ghost is in there all the time. Hallelujah. And He's all sufficient. He's all knowing. He's got your answer. Amen. But you have to learn, learn to look to Him. So we're learning about that this morning. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's talk some more about these little things we call infirmities. Uh, <laughs> hallelujah. Um, they may be things of the flesh or they may be demonically inspired. <clears throat> they may be areas of wrong thinking. Where we're thinking, in fact, all infirmities include a degree of wrong thinking. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, over the years, I mentioned this before, and I, I mention it again because this is something the Lord's really talking to me about. Um, over the years, over I would say over these twenty, what, a little over twenty years now, pastoring the church here, 
there's been, I think, four times that I remember, roughly four times, to where, because the finances have always been good at the church, but I think maybe four times, it just, it's like somebody turned the spigot off. And I mean, if money was rain, there wasn't a cloud in the sky, hardly. I mean, not quite that bad, but you know what I'm talking about. It was just, whoa, what just, it was obvious something happened. And so, you know, I'm seeking the Lord. I don't always just, I take authority over this. But how many of you know there might be other things he wants to say to me? I know my authority, but, 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 you know, it's been working. My authority's been working here. What's happening now? So I went to the Lord. Remember, call upon me and I'll answer thee and show thee what you don't know. Great and mighty things you don't know. So I asked him, and every time, now I don't mean that the answer is always the same thing, but every time he spoke to me that I had gotten into fear. The fear of what we had experienced in a couple of years before we came here to pastor, the fear of that coming back. The fear of lack. Job said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. Yeah. Fear is the devil's faith. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. It brings what the enemy yeah. has for you right. <laughs> into your life. It opens yeah. the door to him. Yes. And uh, every time, every time the Lord spoke to me, it's, the answers are not always the same thing, yeah. but I went to the Lord and the Lord went, took me back to that every time. And I realized I had begun to yield to fear. What is fear? It's the confident expectation of evil. <clears throat> Amen. It is even though things are maybe going good even, you don't expect them to stay that way. Yeah, something, something could happen though and this could all change and you know, Every time the Lord showed me that, I saw it. And I said, Lord, I see it, I see it, I see it. I closed that door. And every time, listen, I don't mean, I don't mean, you know, in a week or two. But every time I closed that door, as quick as I closed that door, immediately the finances started flowing again. I am not exaggerating. I am not you know, being dramatic because it sounds good in a sermon. I'm telling you the absolute truth. Amen. It just happened again recently. And then he said, not only that, he said, I want to talk to you about what the, the thoughts you're allowing in your mind concerning branching out into Kansas City. And he has been working me over. See, what is that? That's an area that if I don't stay reinforced... I will fall in, bam, every time. Well, what's wrong with you, Pastor? Same thing's wrong with you. There are areas in all of our lives that we're not up by ourselves. In ourselves, we can do nothing. I'm so glad we don't have to depend on ourselves. Oh, you got to go to another verse. Go to Hebrews chapter number 4. We got somebody on our side in this. Somebody on our side, somebody on our side. Look at, look at Hebrews 4. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 4. I know this passage, you know this passage, but in the light of what we're saying, look at it again. Verse number 6, or let's start in verse 14. Seeing that we have 
a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or our confession. For we have not a high priest which cannot. So let's take the knots out. We have a high priest who is touched with the feeling of our what? Infirmities. Say zuh. Look at your neighbor and say, in yourself. In yourself. Z is you. <laughs> That's plural. In yourself. Hallelujah. The Lord had to work on one in me whenever he called me to the ministry. I didn't like people. I do now. <laughs> yeah. And everybody breathed a sigh of relief. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> he calls some of the most ill-equipped people. Many things that we need to do what he's called us to do, we don't have in our own self. God called Moses to be a great orator and go uh, speak to the highest government in the land. Let my people go and so forth. And he stuttered. Pharaoh. Yeah. What is it? It sounds real authoritative, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, just. <laughs> he doesn't call those that have it all. He equips those he calls, and he gives them all. He, he levels them up. He makes them sufficient. Paul said, my sufficiency, he, well, our, he's talking about all of Our sufficiency is not of ourselves. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's talking about you. Yes, he is. You're not the source. Something good happens, somebody's blessed, somebody says, man, that was really good. My, unless I'm just not thinking about it, my, my response is, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> In other words, it wasn't me. Amen. Brother Keith Moore said, if it's good, it's God. He asked the Lord one time, he told this story, some of you have heard it. He asked the Lord, said, Lord, because, uh, man, God, you know how he flows in Revelation. How, and, and he said, Lord, he said, show me how much of this is me and how much of it is you. <laughs> from, from his testimony, I'll take his word for it concerning me. And I don't want to ask that question. He said, show me how much of this is me and how much is you. And within a day or so, I don't remember how long it was, he, he went to get a service ready, and, and he couldn't put two scriptures together. I mean, he was, he was getting flustered. like. <laughs> and uh, he had to get somebody else to go preach. He said, Lord, I get it. It's all you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the quicker we recognize that, the better off we're going to be. Humility recognizes I can of my own self do nothing. 
Humility says that. And then faith says, but I'm not of myself. I'm not in myself. Humility says, I can of my own self do nothing. you got to have humility before you can ever exercise faith. Humility comes before faith. You know why? Because those who, he said, the humble get the grace. He gives more grace. That's why he says he gives, he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. You won't accomplish anything by faith. You'll accomplish it by his help and his grace. You'll tap into it by your faith. But without his help in yourself, you, you, point to yourself, say you, by yourself, can do nothing. Look at your finger and say, you're no blessing. You're no, you're, you're no, you, you can't help anybody. Amen. That's humility. But then you say, but in him, through him, by him, I can do all things. See, that's the, we just, we just miss the first step sometimes. Praise the Lord. So these things might be infirmities of the flesh. They might be demonically inspired. Um, but whatever they are, without tapping into His ability, these things will whip us. In fact, most of us, it'll go beyond that to a whooping. They'll whoop us over and over and over again. Um, praise the Lord. Some people, it's worry. Some people, it's fear. Um, thank you, Lord. Now, the Bible says we are... We are the treasures. We have this treasure in our earthen vessel. That's all this ability, all this grace, all his, his, his ability to see and understand what we need to see and understand. We have it in our earthen vessel. We have the greater one, the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the God, his wisdom, and all that, all, everything he is. This is in our earthen vessel. But Paul said our sufficiency is not of ourselves. So it's in us, but it's not of us. Did you get that? It's in us, but it's not of us. Um, but let's put it this way. We still are the stewards of it. We have to tap into it. And we don't tap into it by talking about our weaknesses. Paul said, I glory in my infirmities. He's talking about, I say in my infirmities, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That's what he's saying. So he's not talking all the time about his weaknesses. You know, I'm just not, not a blessing. Don't, don't get into that stuff. I'm not a blessing. We know you aren't. Just like I'm not. Let's be honest here now. We're not talking about ourselves. But in him... If there's a grace that came on me, if there's equipment on the inside of me, and I tap into that and draw that out and, 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 and bless and, and, and give it out, and somebody gets blessed, we just say, glory to Him. <laughs> it takes humility before faith. Humility comes before faith. Thank you, Jesus. Are we getting anything out of this? Now, 2 Corinthians... Well, you just write those two things down. 2 Corinthians 3, 5. I'll just, I'll just refer to these verses. I mean, I've already referred to them, but I'll just give you the references. 2 Corinthians 3, 5, it says, Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves. Our sufficiency is of God. So these things are not of ourselves. 
Then he goes on and says, he's made us able ministers of the New Testament. All right. Then he said, 2 Corinthians 4, 7, same same book here, 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We have this treasure in our earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God, not of ourselves. Hallelujah. Sufficiency in the Greek means ability, supply, strength, or grace. It's from God. It's not of ourselves. It came from God into our spirits. And we can particularly, we can continue to partake of it. Now go back over to Hebrews chapter number 4. We were there. I don't know if I quite got all the way through that. Hebrews chapter number 4. Verse number, where did we stop? Verse number 14. Well, let's go to verse 15. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Okay, you can see from the context, here's one of the things he's talking about when it comes to our infirmities, is the things we're tempted in. That's that's what the context is. He was tempted in all points like as we are. He didn't have infirmities. His flesh did, actually. But but he he overcame all of that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're going to get to something here. Running out of time. But um, notice, keep reading verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Now, notice it goes, it's talking about our high priest in the previous two verses. And he said, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. See, that's where he is. Let us come to him. I'm just getting my sermons. I just got the introduction done. Let us come to him. Let the throne of grace is where he is. That throne has nothing in it, but he is there. He's the one that's got some help for me. It's not the golden throne. It's him that's sitting on it. I'm coming to him. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find what? Grace. To do what? That's what grace is. It's his help. You can't do a lot of things in your own power, your own ability. You can't, you can't say, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to fly off the handle again. I'm never going to yield to that lust of the flesh again. In yourself, you can't do it. Just like you couldn't in before you got saved. But you're not, you don't have to depend on yourself. You can go to the throne of grace and get help. Uh, grace was not fully, I, I don't know how to, Lord, help me to say this. When you got saved, well, think of it in the light of James chapter number four. Remember the Bible says, he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Yes, he does. Apparently, you didn't get all the grace available when you got saved. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. You got saving grace, you got healing grace, you got prospering grace, you got a lot of grace when you got yeah. saved. Yeah. But there's some things that you still have to tap into yes. and you don't tap into it without humility. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And that means just coming before him and saying, Lord, I need help in this area. You remember my testimony about financial prosperity? I just, we were struggling for a long time. And finally, I got sincere. I said, Lord, help. I know it's not on your side. I know you, you gave me the grace of prosperity, but somehow or another, I need help. It's not that you need to do something to prosper me. It's that I need to tap into it. I'm not seeing something. And and that's that's what so many people are up against. They they have 
healing provided, all these financial blessings and so forth are provided in the covenant. But they're not walking in it because they don't see what they need to see. They don't understand. So they're not tapping into it. Let's go over there. James, I, I can't get away from James this morning. I didn't plan on spending this much time on some of these things, but it's just we're, we're being slowed down to help us bring, bring all of us along. Look here, James chapter number 4, verse number 6. He gives more grace, wherefore he saith, he resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Notice that verse. That verse is written to people who are saved. There's still more grace for people that are saved. I thought I got it all when I got saved. You can have everything provided by grace that's in the covenant, but you don't have the grace to see it. It bounces off your ears, but you don't your your ears, but you don't hear it. It's in front of you, but you don't see it. There's more grace. Some of these things come through humility. Uh, Lord, just that's what I got to in my need for financial prosperity. It was all available to me, but I did I wasn't seeing what I needed to see. You know, I was half ticked at preachers when they received an offering. You know, just a lot of wrong thinking and struggles. These were struggles inside of me. That's what we're talking about. These infirmities are things we struggle with. And God kept dealing with me and kept dealing with me. And uh, he, he, he would, and I wasn't seeing it. So finally, I got sincere. I got real. Like, I don't know if young people still say that, but I said, Lord, help me. And I, and I said it with, a, with a, a, a real sincere, humble heart. Help me. In other words, I, 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 my way, and the first thing he said, well, your way is not working, is it? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Whew, yeah, I'm getting my help. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He had to get me to the place that I realized in myself I could do nothing. I had to die to my way of thinking. And, and a lot of people haven't gone through that process. They hear the word and they're like, well, yeah, you know, that's what preachers, they're trying to get money. I'm just telling you what I was dealing with. Nobody in here ever deals with that. Y'all still glad you came? These things are his help. When he starts dealing, remember we started out talking about how he's dealing with us about things. When he starts dealing with us about things, sometimes the flesh bows up against it. Well, bless God. Humility. Humility. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, so he gives more grace. Underline the word more. Apparently, there's still more. There, there's, there's more help to see what we need to see, hear what we need to hear, and understand. And uh, stop kicking. Get all the kick out of us. Amen. People have done this for years, kicked and resisted, and they struggled. The way of the transgressor is hard. And they, they keep blaming other people, making excuses. Well, I was, I was abused as a child. And, you know, that might be a reason, but don't make that an excuse for being defeated the rest of your life. When does the Word have a say into that? How much longer are you going to wait till the Word addresses that victim mentality? 
You never get help making excuses. You never. You need to hear that. You never get help making excuses. When you when you feel your flesh bowing up, well, I don't need to. Who do they think they are saying that? Chill. You never get help making excuses. You never get help bucking, kicking, resisting, making, amen, blaming other people. You know, well, they did it to me. They might have sowed the seed, but you're responsible for the harvest. You can kill that seed. Well, hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, pastor's happy today. Uh, people resist the very help God sends them because it doesn't look like what they wanted it to look like. You know, financially, for example, they just thought some semi ought to back up and start unloading pallets of $100 bills or something. It's going to look like be at church and hear what the pastor's saying. It'll be instruction. It'll be uh, words many times. And the ability to hear words. Praise the Lord. I didn't even get into what I planned to get into this morning. So, uh, one key to overcoming infirmities is don't talk about them. What did I mean by don't talk about them? Number one, don't make excuses. Number two, don't brag about them. Well, nobody would brag about them. Well, people, people brag about it all the time. When you're going on and on and on, you're bragging about it. And it's really, boy, I didn't intend to get on this, but it's just coming out. It's, it's really, when, you, when you're bragging, when you're going on and on about it, you're saying how big, you're, you're mag, the Bible said magnify the Lord. You're magnifying the infirmity. You're magnifying the opposition. That's bragging. My troubles are big. I don't know. There ain't nobody ever gone through what I've gone through. Oh, yeah, they have. Twice as hard, and they've made it through it. All right? So get your big boy britches on and talk to yourself like an adult. Get a hold of yourself. Stop crying on your pillow. Amen. I've met some people that, man, after, after getting to know them a while, you, you, you have no, and then they tell you their testimony. You had no idea what they went through. But see, that was the point. They went through. <laughs> through it, through it. That's past. It's gone. That's why you didn't know it, because there's not a, you know, the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego game out of the fiery furnace without even a smell of smoke. And you can live as it without even the smell of abuse, with sexual abuse, with, with somebody beating on you. You can live without the smell of it on you. No more crutches, no more being crippled spiritually, making excuses. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You just gotta, you just gotta talk to yourself sometimes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, I didn't, man, this is going a different direction than I planned on going, but this is all good. <clears throat> These are things that God deals with you about to change in your life, and, uh, and uh, He's waiting for a response so many times. We're talking about things that we struggle with in life, areas that might be like habits, uh, you know, addictions, and I don't, I don't mean, you know, it doesn't always mean drugs or something. 
things like worry, victim mentality. You try to address these things without the help of the Holy Spirit, you're going to get frustrated. Anybody notice you've also got to forgive yourself of the past? I'm just such a failure in this area. Well, repent about it and get back up and forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. And uh, look to another source to be victorious because you've proven in your ability like I've proven in my ability as a source that we can't do it. So look to somebody else. Look to the Lord. That's what we're talking about. Look to the Lord. And He'll, and he'll put you over. <clears throat> I think of it sometimes as the Lord's endeavoring to get me into what He has for me. You ever seen a little child? They're, they're you know, just learning to crawl or something. And they get over to the steps that go up to the upstairs. And they can't get up that step. And then Daddy comes along and gets under them. That's what I think about whenever I think about what I'm preaching about. And they're trying, and Daddy comes, whoop, puts them up there. You know why I am where I am? Because Daddy came along and went, whoop. I'm like, greater is he that's in me. And, 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 he, he, and I can do this by the power of God in the name of Jesus. And my flesh said, no, you can't. You're, you're, a, you're a Mennonite boy, and you don't like people. And so... <laughs> You grew up with not even socializing. You didn't even hardly have any friends. Yeah. And I said, well, praise the Lord. Greater is he that I can do. I'm not an orphan. He can work in me. He's begun a good work in me. He'll be faithful to complete it. Yes. Amen. Here I am up yes. on a level that's not me. You've heard me say it. If you're driving down a country road and you look over and there's a turtle on top of a, tu- a, turtle on top of a fence post. Yeah, yeah. You know one thing. He had some help getting there. (laughs) Look at me. Yeah, look. You know one thing by looking at me. I had some help getting here. And you can say the same thing about you. Look at you. He's using us. He's making us a blessing. He's... Wow, they must have been all that in a bag of chips. Nope. 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 There are people that let God's grace work in them so much in every area, in their character, their attitude, and everything, that the more I get to know them, the more of God I see. You know what I mean? And the more of a blessing they are. Some people are a blessing until you get to know them. You know what I mean? I didn't say you. I'm just saying. But, but there are people that the more you get to know them, the more you, it's God. They have worked. They have depended on him in every area of their life, in their love walk, in their attitude, in their reactions to things they don't like. They've developed the character. They've de- developed love. They've developed joy. They've developed peace. And they're a joy. The more I get to know them, the more, wow, I want to know them more. 
Some people, I look at them at a distance, think I want to get to know them more, and then you get around them a little bit, and you're like, woof, wee, okay, woof. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> sufficiency. They've tapped into his sufficiency. Well, praise the Lord. Did you get anything out of that? Every change that needs to happen in your life, bring divine help to it. Bring divine help. Don't try to do that yourself. Oh, have mercy. And for the future spouse that you're believing for, tap into him for their sake yes. now why am I getting an unction right here right here get an <laughs> uh, Pastor Nancy made this statement she said the more the people that lean the most get supported the most in other words you're depending on him you're depending on his ability you're depending on the nature of the one who's on the inside of you and you lean on that when your feelings are all worked up your emotions are all worked up your mind has thoughts running like machine gun bullets through it and your mouth wants to say some things and you want to get in the flesh and you want to have a pity party you want to this or that or we've just named a few Lean back on the one who's on the inside. Lean back on his nature, and you'll get supported more than anything. You'll get real. Those that lean the most get the most support. It's called walking in the Spirit. Hallelujah. People call them issues. They've got an anger issue or whatever. Uh, they're really just infirmities of the flesh. Praise the Lord. You can stand with me. <clears throat> thank you Jesus God doesn't intend you carry out anything he wants you to do whether it be developing character or whatever he doesn't intend you to do that without his help and that's what hit me this weekend about Kansas City <laughs> finally dawned on me I mean I knew it in my head but it just hit me. It went, it, in fact, it hit me like warm honey and like a glow of God's goodness. It went all over my being. He doesn't expect me to do this in my ability. You're looking at a budget of twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a month. That's what I was doing again. And fear would jerk me back. I got on top of it on Friday night. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as soon as I got rid of that fear, I started laughing. I said, I got you, devil. I got you, devil. I got you, devil. I got you, devil. I got you. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. I got you now. You had me, but I got you now. I got your number. I know what I was dealing with. And God doesn't expect me to do this in my ability. Hallelujah. I preach myself happy. 
And I'm just going to do what Dr. Dufresne told me to do over in Davenport a number of years ago. He ministered over there, and we went over, Pastor Debbie and I, we went over there, and he said, God's going to be using you and how he's going to be using you. And he said, you're just going to have a high old time. You're just going to have a high. I just decided the other night, I'm going to have me a high old time. Hey, hey. Woo, glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Glory be to God. Having me a high old time. Anybody want to have a high time with me? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I preached out of my life this morning, and, and uh, I believe there's other people here that needed what we were sharing. Hallelujah. Brittany, if you would, would you come forward? Can I share what the Lord shared with me this morning? Hallelujah. Look at her smile. She's ready. She's ready. <laughs> I'm going to read it because I put it down. I wanted to say it like he said it to me. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> he reminded me of Brother Hagin's story. I don't know if you ever heard this story. Brother Hagin, uh, his wife was, I think it was a goiter. She had a big goiter. And Brother Hagin kept knowing that if, now I'm not saying this is true about you. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you this story. He kept knowing that if, she went and had an operation. She was going to die on the operating table. The Holy Spirit was telling him that. And so he never talked to her about going to have the operation because he, he didn't want her to, you know, he wouldn't encourage her that because he knew what was going to happen. And she knew it too. He found out later she knew it too, but she didn't say anything either because she knew she was going to die if she went to. Now that, I'm not trying to say that about you. I'm just telling you this story. And Brother Hagin, in a time of prayer, sought God about it and asked God to have mercy on her. And to uh, spare her and brother Higgins said the Lord said to him I think it was, was it a vision maybe or something but the Lord said to him okay I'm going to do it just because you asked me and then he said this is what brother Higgins said the Lord said to him he said I long to do so much for my children but he said they don't ask me so I was reminded of that story I can sense that over your life I can sense that compassion where, like he told Brother Hagin, I long to do so much for you, but ask me. Amen. And then he said this, because I can sense that compassion towards you, and here's what he needs from you. Not from your head, but approach him from your heart. I'm just reading this because this is the way he said it. Not... Uh, approaching the word mentally thinking I need this verse on healing I need that verse on healing yes you need those verses on healing but he has some things he wants to talk to you about in your heart he's been endeavoring to talk to you about and now you'll listen he said ask me humbly and reverently and he said I'll give you answers it's not hard this is, he, he's told me to tell you it's not hard this is not hard amen unless you want to do it by yourself no, okay, okay, okay. 
<laughs> I knew the answer to that. But um, it comes to those who humbly say, Lord, what do I need to see? What's my answer? Hallelujah. And just, just saying like, like uh, the woman with the uh, demon-possessed daughter in the Bible, Lord, help me. Help me. That's just, that's just her saying, I need your help. I can't do this in myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the way I came to the Lord when I was struggling financially. Help me. And he, he hears that. He sees that. He's compassionate towards those needs. And so um, this is not going to, this is what he said it to me. He said, this is not going to happen in such a way that it just all instantly goes away and you'll be back to your living the way you were living. This is going to happen as you walk out steps of faith that he deals with you and talks to you about. Just step, but just, just take the step. When he says this, just take the step. Amen. Because he wants to do more than heal you. He wants to reveal himself to you in many ways. Hallelujah. So as you ask humbly for his answer, all the ability you need to walk through this and get on the other side will be liberally given to you by your father. Amen. The Old Testament king Hezekiah um, said, you know, he, he, God came and said, set your house. And I'm not saying this about you. I'm saying, I'm just telling the story. Set your house in order. You're going to die. And, and he, said, he turned his face to the wall. That means he tuned everything else out. And he said, basically, he would, we would say, he said, Lord, help me. And God showed him some things. And he, he, he uh, made some adjustments. And then later he said this. He said, the Lord was ready to save me. He, the whole time he was ready. He's just right there ready. And that's the way he is for you. Stretch out your hand toward her. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your goodness. Come here, honey. Come with me. And your mercy. Thank you, Father, that you are a compassionate Father. Exactly what she needs is all ready for her. Father, we thank you for answers. We thank you in the name of Jesus for that visitation to reveal yourself to her and talk to her and show her even when it seems disconnected, Father, to what she thinks her need is. Father, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Let's lift our hands because he's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Britton, if you're like me, when those kinds of things happen in a service, it just seems like so much is going on around me. I didn't catch it all. Uh, who can she go to? The, this will be recorded. You can listen to it, or you can write it out or something, and I encourage you to do that. We'll have that for you. All right? Hallelujah. Stretch your hand toward her and say, you're blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I remember Jesus came up to Jerusalem. He looked over and said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I wanted to gather you together as a hand gathered her chicks. He said, But you would not. So what he's saying is, we have to respond. We have to respond. Hallelujah. But he's so ready. <laughs> he's so ready. He's so ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a healing anointing just came in. Reach your hand up. Some of you, you need something. Reach your hand up. Just take that. Just take that. that, that that's that healing anointing. 
It's, in, it's not just in my hands. It's in the air. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for those that have need and are reaching up in faith. I thank you for the anointing comes on them right now, sitting right in their seat in the name of Jesus and heals and restores all across this room. Thank you for healings popping like popcorn because you are compassionate and you are a merciful high priest. Hallelujah. I think he's looking at some things that were adjusted in some hearts right now. And he just was so ready, he didn't want to wait till later. He's ready to go. Thank you for your anointing, Father. 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 Don't try to get anything. Just accept what's here. Thank you for your anointing. 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 Thank you for that it destroys yokes. It destroys yokes in the bodies of the people. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Brother Andre, come down here. I don't know. I, I, I don't recall. It's possible that we've ministered to you before along this line, but I'm prompted to put my hands on your hands. You're getting ready to go into another phase. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, Father, that, that anointing, that put your hands out like this. That anointing, that transfer of your anointing into his hands. It equip him to stand in the fullness of what you've called him to. We minister it now by the direction of the head of the church. Thank you, Father. And Father, I thank you. He'll lay his hands on the sick and they will recover. Not as only a point of contact, but because of the law of contact and transmission. The contact of his hands transmits God's healing power into their bodies. And it'll drive out that which was done by the enemy. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Miss Vanessa, I don't completely understand. Come up here. I don't completely understand why. Of course, I don't know everything. The Lord knows more than I know. But in the name of Jesus, there's some sort of fire to come into your lips. Utterances. Songs. Hey, 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 hey. You're not just a graphics person, I see. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for that endowment, filling her mouth like it's on fire to utter things by the Spirit. Uh, in her prayer time, yes. But it seems like music. seems like music. Does that make any sense to you, Vanessa? Okay, good. I guess it runs in the family. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I can imagine your mind saying, how am I going to do this and that and that and that? Well, just like I. How am I going to do this and that? Thank you, Jesus. And it'll all come to pass just like he showed you. Just like he showed you. Just like he showed you. <laughs> Within 18 months, you'll look back and you'll say, here it is. It all came to pass. Thank you, Jesus. 
Praskitie. Praskitie. Shukete. Shuk. Ma, 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 ma. Biki koto pa 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 ke pa haka pante ke 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 pa ke te ke te ye. Wala ki atahai e blogol do yeka patafala pe. Ha 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 mi e Just drawing it up. Just drawing it up in the nighttime. Speaking it out of your spirit and the revelation will come. The revelation of what to do. The steps to take. And then ah 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 and he'll take you right into all that's in your heart. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Samparakiche. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pangachi, Ikato, Ambrozo, Pepperdonene, and Kete Kete Kahaha, Ebrazaziki. There's a transition coming for you. Transition coming for you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and where's Sylvia? Where's Sylvia? Sylvia here? Come up here. Both of you. There's a transition. 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 Mashtakite. Denglogucci. Pepper to frappa. Oh! Preparations. Uh, as the Spirit speaks to you, let Him prepare you for what's ahead. Hallelujah. Your best days are ahead. Your best days are ahead. Ha ha ha. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I can't say everything I see. But your best days are ahead. Amen. <laughs> that sister of yours better watch out. <laughs> Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody run, I'd help them. <laughs> Woo-hoo, glory. Shoo, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, glory, 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 glory. Shoo, glory, glory, glory. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Sarah, come up here. Ha-ha. <laughs> On through the door. On through the door. On through the door. On through the door. No condemnation. No condemnation. That's the adversary by the door. You just run right over him. Yeah. Woo, praise God. Woo, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Glory, 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 glory. Ha, ha, ha. 
Thank you, Jesus. Miss Jocelyn, come up here. Come up here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know why the Lord's working on the ladies today, I guess. You've stepped it up. That's what you've done. You've pressed in. You've said, okay, I've got to, I've got to see myself as the way the Lord sees me. I see myself as a minister. Hallelujah. And you've stepped it up. And so you're about to go on in through something that is going to amaze you as much as all the rest of us. Whoo, glory. Thank you for the anointing flowing, flowing, flowing. Thank you, Father, for skill, the development of skill through who she hangs around, through associations. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father. Don't let that wig fall off. <laughs> oh, my. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Woo, glory, hallelujah. <laughs> Shoo, glory. Woo, glory. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Brother Juan, come up here. You got in on Ladies' Day. You got in on it. <laughs> no insinuation. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Turn him into another man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Through what we were sharing this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> well, that looks a little different. It's already begun. Amen. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory. From now on, your Christian comes before your culture. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Bold! 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 Boldness! 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Woo, glory. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> glory. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Remember what I tried to use on the Lord and the Spirit of God was moving back at Ramah and uh, he said, is this me? You know, people were drunk. They're hanging over pews and all kinds of stuff. I said, yeah, it's you. And then he said, why aren't you getting in? I said, that's just not my personality. Remember that? You remember me telling that story? I thought the Lord would say, oh, okay. He said, you know what he said to me? He said, your personality was, he said, no, let me rephrase. He said, yeah, and your personality was basically formed by unbelief. That was a low blow. Well, sometimes we got to get over ourselves. <laughs> if it's good for me, it's good for you. Amen. <laughs> Glory, hallelujah, glory, glory, woo, glory, 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 hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Well, you all got anything over there? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm learning to leave. I'm learning.
you, Lord. Hallelujah. I found peace that was, was so, so serene. All that he has kissed, childlike trust that is learning, learning to That's what you're doing. You know what I'm talking about? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.